Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. And tonight we'll be talking about comic books and the paranormal. As always, you can find all the episodes of the show along with links to social media and ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. And uh, so tomorrow night will be the last show of the week. That will be more paranormal news. And then we'll get to that'll be the end of this week's shows. So and then we'll start again on Sunday as usual. Um, thank you all for being here. I see you all in the, the stream listening. I really appreciate that. And uh, tonight we'll be covering another comic book event. And uh, so to do that, I want to welcome Derek onto the stream. Hey, James. Good to be here. Thanks for having me again. No problem. Thank you for joining me, as always. And uh, um, that's a neat image there of, of the um, one of the covers for Siege. That's a, um, yeah, some cool ones. Yeah, it's uh I definitely recommend as I always say everyone check out the Discord um the Discord server because during these streams, especially these kind of streams, Derek and sometimes others will post images related to the uh to the what we're talking about. So um but yeah, um this is going to be fun and uh uh so what are your initial takes on this whole event before we get into it? Yeah, so this one um, is one that you've read. I, I haven't read this one. I, I have uh, perused some of the breakdowns. I've listened to some uh, like Comic Explained videos, so I'm familiar with it, but I'm not. You're, this is one where uh, you're going to be leading. I'm just going to be uh, kind of following your lead. But from what, I, from what I've, I've heard of it and the little I've read in the part of the story that's been narrated to me, uh, it's pretty cool. It's like the culmination of kind of the last uh, three, four events, kind of the whole age of Marvel Comics that we've been talking about the last few months, the last few non-Halloween videos, kind of all coming to a culmination here. And I guess like in Marvel at this point, it's kind of like leading to sort of a soft reboot with like a new Avengers team, and they call it like a new heroic age. So, pretty cool. And uh, I know for us, it's leading to like sort of our uh, big culmination, our, like a, one of our events we've been looking forward to um, for a while now. So, I'm excited to uh, talk about it, and then uh, Get to the big one um, next time, you know. Yeah, no that, that next one yeah. is going to be fun. It's probably my favorite event at the yeah, red, um, which is saying a lot because I've read a lot of events. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I, I was I I did enjoy this event, and it was really amazing, especially after the one we covered um, a little while back, which is uh, Dark Rain. Yeah, and I I think that even though it was a difficult thing to cover. It was still important, um, yeah. because without it, you would have no idea the extent of um, Norman Osborn's um, role in all of this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like, we, we, this kind of a, what like Siege ended, ended up when I was looking at it, kind of ended up being what I expected Dark Rain to be. But whereas like Dark Rain was like we we assumed kind of it was an event like this one, um, but then looking into it, we find out it's just a whole basically marketing campaign or a whole like 
year of Marvel Comics where just everything was dark green. So that was like, like a little bit daunting. Um, but it kind of just planted the seeds and set up set up everything for Siege, basically. So it was kind of all leading to what we're going to talk about tonight. And yeah, so like not like Norman Osborn right now is is the head of uh, Shield. He's kind of like in charge of all the superheroes. Um, he still has to kind of go through the government, but he's 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 the new he's Nick Fury right now. Um, and then we have Asgard is over Oklahoma. Uh, shout out APOC. But um, that's pretty much what we need to what we need to know going into this. Basically, that's pretty much it, right? I think so. And and yeah. regarding that may sound weird to some people that there's this whole world kind of floating above Earth, <laughs> yeah. but given that it's the Marvel Universe, this is not actually that weird in a way. <laughs> yeah. There have been stranger <laughs> stranger things. Yeah. And the context for that is, like, I guess um, when Tony was doing the whole like, post-Civil post, post um, Civil War that we covered and everything, was to- when Tony was going around and uh, trying to, like, Get everybody to register and stuff. Um, the Asgard, like the, the Asgardians, their planet was like Asgard was destroyed, so they're they living. They were living in something called New Asgard in Oklahoma. And Tony was like, "You can't, you can't be in America and not sign these uh, these accords. Like, you can't like not sign these these uh, registration superhero registration acts." And Thor just like wasn't having it apparently. So it was like a compromise. Tony was like, "Okay, if you just kind of use this magic, whatever, and float your city." Hover your city over over the country, then technically you're in the air, and we, we in America has no jurisdiction over you, so we can just kind of agree to not get in each other's way, basically. Um, but now, I guess Norman Osborn is not loving that whole idea, and he wants to have more control over Asgard, and that's kind of where we where we begin today, I guess, right? Yeah, and then the whole reason that that Tony Stark was able to kind of say such things and and take such a hard position is. For a while after the events of Civil War, he was in the exactly. position that Osborne is in now, as exactly. of this event here. So, exactly. yeah. So that's I think that's a good that's as good as we need to get for setting this thing up. Yeah. Um, so I will get to this first uh, paragraph here, and then you can uh, react and and uh, we can go from there. Perfect. So this uh, at the beginning of the summary here, it says that. Um, Osborne calls a meeting of the Cabal, which is this group of powerful um, and influential other villains and or just darker characters in the, um, like the Marvel uh, universe. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's like Osborne's dark Illuminati that, that we covered kind of earlier. It's like his, his, his dark version of that. Basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so again, for reminders, this group consists of Dr. Doom, uh, the Hood, task, Taskmaster, who is another serious um, assassin, kind of Black Ops kind of character, yeah. um, now working, I believe, for Osborne at this point, because almost yeah. everybody is. Exactly. Um, the, uh, the best fighter in the Marvel Universe at this point. Right. Yeah. yeah, and then, of course, Loki, because yeah. he's been behind the scenes influencing Osborne um, probably in ways Osborne doesn't even doesn't even realize at this point. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and so it mentions here that the about the whole position of Asgard, and um, so this uh, so Osborne wants to again to take over Asgard, yeah. and 
gain access to all the power and and control it there yeah um and uh but of course in in this meeting there's a um doom decides he's had enough of working with osborne and uh and then ends up leaving of course trying to kill everyone in the process but it doesn't work because <laughs> um osborne at this point also i think it's probably important to mention he has co-opted tony stark's technology into his own fold and his own uh infrastructure and had a special suit created for himself similar to iron man and um in which he is basically can go out in the field and act as the leader of the dark avengers which were his version of avengers who are all villains um and most of them are villains who have been have connections to other heroes that have have also been made to look like those heroes. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, no, sort I, of in, in in the effort to like um, get the people of the public to trust them. So yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, uh, I just posted a picture in the chat. Um, we talked about them before, but um, like Wolverine is is uh, Dakin or Dakin, his like kind of son. Like they're kind of alternate versions or. People with similar power sets to the to the original Avengers. So we have a uh, black suit Spider-Man, but it's actually Scorpion. We have instead of having Thor, we have Ares, God of War. Um, Norman Osborn is wearing that Iron Patriot suit, like the red, white, and blue Iron Man suit. And uh, yeah, it's pretty. And, um, and Hawkeye is is uh, Bullseye, which is really cool. So yeah, just the uh, all of the all of the personas are being uh, carried by villains. Um, which is crazy, really weird, but they're they're the heroes of the Marvel universe at this point in the story. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and um, kind of a side story here that uh, we don't need to get, dig into a ton, but Norman Osborn even tries to to get his son into the whole thing, um, Harry Osborn, by giving him um, this new persona for a while before it all falls apart as American Son, who is supposed to be like the, his version of Captain America. Wow. Well, I and, know. That. Yeah, and it doesn't go so well for anyone, really. Um, yeah, because, yeah. But uh, I don't know all, all the details in that when I read that story. I was thinking about that story years ago, yeah. but I just remember hearing about that. Um, so at this point, on the urging, urging of Loki, Osborne asks the president for uh, permission to take over Asgard, uh, claiming they're a national security threat. And but of course the president uh, turns him down. Well, Osborne <laughs> doesn't uh, back down from that. He and Loki work together to create a trap for um, one of the Asgardians, Volstag, and uh, they basically uh, manipulate him into fighting this other team of villains. That then leads to uh, an explosion that kills everyone in the crowded uh football stadium yeah and uh this is basically what um osborne needs at this point saying look at what the says guardian did basically yeah, exactly so uh, i just posted a picture of Volsag in, uh, in the chat he's a he's a funny character and he's i guess he's a he's a friend of thor now that he's like on midgard and like on in uh Kind of around Oklahoma and stuff, he decides that he's he's heard Thor's stories throughout the years because he's Thor's friend. Thor's like stories gallivanting around Midgard, having all his adventures. So he's out, kind of just having the time of his life, kind of unsuspecting. And then he gets attacked by something called like the 
unified. I, I didn't. I wasn't reading. I was just listening to it while I was working, so I didn't. I didn't get to see what it was spelled. But like the Unifo or something like that. And I guess it's like some. It's like Osborne's group of people who tried to replicate the the, the experiment disaster that gave the Fantastic Four their powers. So it's like a group of villains with the Fantastic Four powers. Is the ones who are battling him? I guess Bullseye. Is that what? Yeah, is, is I don't happened? remember a lot about yeah. that one or That's those cool, people. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking and, they must not have been around the comics for a super long time. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I guess not, yeah. And uh, conspiratorially, like, I don't want to uh, say too many like uh, buzzwords that get us kicked off YouTube or anything. But like this, this concept of what what uh, what Osborne and Loki are doing is like what what a false flag is. This is like the Gulf of Tonkin. It's like to have once somebody like pretend to attack kind of themselves basically to give them um, justification to go to war against a certain like in this case. Uh, Osborne has control over everything, and he needs, but he needs like still the permission from the government because he's not like fully in control like that, you know. So, so um, in order to do that, he needs to the he needs for Asgard to be perceived as um, a villain. So, having this this kind of fake attack here, uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, um, I was just uh, looking at the images there. It's that's amazing. Um, <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, so this happens, so this gives Osborne the, what he needs to just initiate an all-out, uh, siege of Asgard with, uh, military troops along with the Dark Avengers and some members of the 50-state initiative and their teams. Um, so basically just this huge army of people with powers and, and super advanced technology and, um, and to, to go after Asgard. Now, at this point, even the people that are working for Osborne are starting to get worried. Yeah. Um, and his, his uh, assistant, Victoria Hand, uh, suggests that maybe Osborne should look into some uh, psychological therapy for uh, his basically being so unstable and, and unpredictable. <laughs> and of course, Osborne shoots that down right away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the, and of course, the president of the U.S. at this point is monitoring all this and realizes the same thing that Hand did. Yeah. And he orders Hand to bring Osborne to him. Of course, that doesn't go well. Um, <laughs> and so now, at the same time, the the most powerful person that Osborne has working for him is Sentry, who yes. is a superhero, um, who has is also has some issues, psychological issues. Um and but Osborne promises him that he can help take care of him and work through those things. Yeah, exactly. So Sentry's yeah. yeah. kind of the um in a lot of cases he's kind of depicted as just uh another version of like superman kind of just a marvel version of superman but his kind his, his uh like as far as his power set's concerned but he's a very complex character and he's kind of um given this alter ego that we'll explore in the story called the void um which is really cool and uh, uh which i hadn't heard of i, I read um the tree had like a, a solo title around like 2018 2019 which really explored the uh the, the void a lot and it's it's really cool it's really dark the void is are none the most powerful thing in the Marvel Universe at this point in the continuity. It's the only thing that wasn't affected by um, Wanda doing the No More Mutants thing. Like, 
Um, it was it's it was outside of that. It, Rwanda was not powerful enough to affect the void at all. And the void, it's it's, it's like this cosmic um, force, kind of like kind of like a phoenix force um, to an extent, depending on how it's being depicted. But the way we see it normally being drawn is just like a evil, crazy version of of Sentry, um, who again is like unbelievably powerful. And we'll see how that uh, manifests itself throughout the story. But it's great. Yeah. So, um, so in order to manipulate him more, Osborne has Bullseye acting as Hawkeye um, kill the Sentry's wife, and then claims to to Sentry that she actually um, committed suicide. Wow! And so, just to kind of mess with him more and get him more under his control, under Osborne's control. And meanwhile, Loki is in Asgard doing his usual thing, um, basically attacking and, and killing key um, characters, people in, in that world that, w- that would make it harder to, to take over if they were still there, including yeah. neutralizing Heim- Heimdall, which is the guardian of the city, who is pretty powerful, almost... I'm not sure. I don't think he's quite as powerful as Thor, but he's still up there in the power levels. Yeah, and he's the one who can see everything that's happening uh, at all times, like all at once. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is very cool. Yeah. So, so that would be important to do that because otherwise there'd be no element of surprise, really. Yeah. And he, I'm not sure where it, where it happens in the story, but Heimdall. I'm not sure this is why he does it, but Heimdall's the one that uh, is going around, kind of. Telling these heroes or these like darker heroes, the ones who are working for Osborne, being like, "Are you sure that you're doing the right thing right now? Like, are you sure that Osborne hasn't tricked you? Because I'm, I've seen everything, and I'm telling you right now that it's not what you think it is. Osborne's not doing what you think it is, and that kind of I don't want to spoil anything that's coming in a in a minute, but that's what leads some of some of these heroes to kind of switch sides on Osborne. Yeah, and that's an important thing too because there are there are some of the especially the main event Dark Avengers team that are following willingly. Yeah. But there are many others that have been tricked into this whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, so the the event begins really with uh, Sentry attacking Asgard, um, followed by Osborne in his Iron Patriot armor. Iron Patriot again is supposed to be this this idea of combining Captain America and Iron Man, except that this is better because it's Osborne. <laughs> yeah. And um, meanwhile, Thor, who has been MIA in a lot of the comics for a while, um, is finally back in the comics um, at this point. I don't know the details there. That's kind of yeah. just one story among all all the, the many threads to this. Yeah. But these characters, they do come and go and have times where they're not around and then um, they get brought back in. And so he shows up in the middle of this battle. And... Um, but he, he um, doesn't do so well against uh, Sentry, and he's, um, yeah, he's getting, he's getting annihilated by Sentry. I guess yeah. that was like throughout, the, throughout, seemingly like the whole the whole five issue or five, five issue story basically is just uh, is just Thor, Thor is like Thor is also considered to be kind of a Superman character as when, when it comes to like kind of the casual fan. If you if you go online, all you see is like Thor versus Superman fan battles or whatever. So having Century here, um, who's also supposed to be like in your head, 
on par with Thor is just wetting the floor with them. It is absolutely taking him to school, and Thor doesn't have a chance really. And it's kind of it's kind of a a shocking thing. I wasn't expecting it when I was when I was hearing about it. And it's I think it's supposed to be like kind of a uh, scary for everybody. Like this, this is Asgard's number one champion, and he's getting he's getting toyed with as if he's like a um, doesn't even have powers. Basically, it's crazy. Right. So meanwhile, of course, all the real heroes, the main heroes have been fighting against this whole regime of Osborne. And, but they, for the longest time, they couldn't do anything because he was con- in control of the media and the, the law enforcement and everything. But um, eventually, once this whole thing starts, Captain America, Steve Rogers, finally does have the, what he needs to, the, the reason and the motive he needs to activate a group of uh, actual Avengers in, in Brooklyn, New York. Yep. Um, to uh, basically, they all head to Asgard to help Thor out, which is ironic because none of them are nearly as powerful as he is. I think it was happening uh, on TV, too. That's, that's why, like, I think, I think one of the issues, um, issue one or two, whatever, ends, ends with... Um, this being televised because it's happening like Asgard is, is above Oklahoma. So it's, it's happening in America. So it's being televised on TV. So you see Tony, uh, you see Steve Rogers, um, looking at it on TV and then being like, okay, this is it. That's, that's like enough of this already. Like Thor needs our help. And then he calls, he calls together, uh, is it the secret Avengers or the new Avengers? Um, cause at this point there's like four different Avengers teams happening right now. I think that the time that new Avengers team was sort of also the secret Avengers. Uh, I'm not okay, mistaken. Okay. Okay, okay. But you are right in this. Um, the, the, as throughout this whole thing, once it starts, Osborne does get just one news um, news anchor or talk show host to oh. cover this whole thing, and of course, in the way that Osborne wants it to be covered. Yeah, exactly. Propaganda. Yeah. Yeah, but of course, there is other there are other people that are in the media that have are have been noticing all this strange activity. And so uh, here's a little daredevil tie in here. Yeah. Um, ben Urich, who is a, a editor of the um, Frontline, who is a newspaper in, in New York, um, heads to, to Oklahoma to where this is happening to check this out. Yeah. And they actually meet Volstagg along the way and um, who joins them. And, Eric is, he's he's yeah. he's fearless. He's like epitome of uh he's kinda like the lowest lane of uh the Marvel universe. He's like the reporter. He's like he bet he he goes up against the kingpin with no fear in it of, of any repercussions. He's like he's a. Uh, I'm not surprised he's gonna go right to the to the thick of it over in Asgard. Like he's a boss. Eric. Yeah, yep, definitely. And he does not have any powers that I'm aware no, of. No powers, no powers, no. Yeah. So um it's not easy. But uh <laughs> So yeah, the um, speaking of different people being tricked by Osborn, the his kind of replacement version of Thor, who is actually the uh, Olympian god of war Ares, um, kind of figures out what's going on, and 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 tries to goes a, goes after tries to go after Osborn for tricking him, yep. and the Sentry steps in. And kills the god of war. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. So this, so Ares is is uh, one of the characters who was 
uh, who, who Heimdall came to and was like, are you sure you're doing the right thing? I'm, I'm watching everything that's going on and Osborne has you tricked. You're not, you're, I know you're a, you're a person of honor. Um, he's very similar to Thor. Like, it's, it's, uh, and he, his power set, I mean, Thor, we know is arguably one of, he's like the strongest Avenger. He's arguably, arguably one of the strongest people in the universe, but he's just a god of, of thunder. Like, Ares is the god of war. He, he, he's on par with Thor, if not even a little bit stronger, you know? And then, I don't want to, there's this pictures online, I didn't want to get it for the jack because it's a little bit too graphic, but he literally, Sentry literally rips him in two, tears him literally in two to kill him, like rips him in half. And it's just like, wow, wow, crazy. Yeah, the comics definitely are not for kids, despite what you might have heard. Um, <laughs> they, they are not for kids. And this isn't yeah. even, this is just action kind of comics. This is not you know, it's supposed to be, it's not like what you would Gordon. call like, I don't know, pornography or what it's, it's not nothing like negative, like negative in that way. Yeah. It's just like, think of a, your modern day, like rated R kind of movie, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, 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 it's not, it's not yeah. too bad. I just didn't want to post like a, uh, right. too much, yeah. too much like blood. I mean, it's still cartoony and comic-y and it's, it's not, it's, right. not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not scary, but it was just, but just intense, the idea. Intense. Yeah. 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 So, um, so this, let's see here. Um, the there's this other villain from from um I believe he's actually from Asgard. He um he finds and uses this enchanted spear of Odin, who is the the ruler of Asgard. Yeah, Thor's dead. And um, he just goes into the uh, the fray as well, and and starts attacking everyone and causing um terrible damage to a lot of the, the heroes. Oh wow. Um so the um let me see here. The uh, it says here it's, it's, it says here he's, he's going after the US agent who I didn't realize he was, was he's even in this event. But he's he's like a he's another version of Cap. He gets like a the superhero the super soldier serum at, at one point when Cap is not uh I guess because Cap's not really in the thick of it until until he watches this on TV and decides to hop in. But I guess uh, this is the error of U.S. Ancient. It's really, uh, I know you don't watch the cinematic universe, but it's really, they're, they're like leading up to this very much so. It's like it's like they're about to introduce the Thunderbolts and we, we just got U.S. Agent in Falcon and the Winter Soldier and stuff. Um, wow. It's crazy, the, the parallels. And then it also yeah. says that Night, that a Night Thrasher was in here. And I, I have a few Night Thrasher comics and he's a deep cut character. I didn't realize he was, uh, he was in the mix here. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of them. They do. They, I think they like to do that. They like to put in these characters that normally yeah. don't get a ton of um, use in the comics, and then. But um, so at this yeah, point, the um, the president wants Osborne arrested, and starts sending a military to do that. Um, and of course, Captain America, Steve Rogers, is already kind of ahead of the game here. Yeah, um, he manages to knock. Um, Osborne down, but before o- Osborne is taken out completely or neutralized completely, he gives uh, Sentry one last order, um, yep. which is to um, so basically to power up and tear tear Asgard apart. Yeah, he, he, he screams, "Take it all down!" Like he knows he's about to get arrested, so he's just like. No, yeah. I mean you're all going down with me. So he screams to Sentry, "This bring it down, take it all down, everything down." And Sentry 
literally crashes Asgard to to back to Earth. Like, yeah, yeah, wild. So that you're basically the destruction of a city that is like the last part of a world. Exactly, it's just crashed into another world. Exactly. Um, so, and of course, then Osborn is taken down. Yeah. Um, and um, now Tony Stark has been in the background of all this as well, and he regains access to his technology, and has <laughs> the part I think what takes Osborn out is um, Stark orders the armor that Osborn is wearing to explode. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing that would hurt a bit, and yeah. um, and it kind of reveals that Osborn has his face painted to to look like the Green Goblin who he was years ago. <laughs> yeah, which kind of just reminds uh, everyone again. It's being played on TV, so it's kind of, kind of that was like that busted scenario where the whole world realizes, oh yeah, this is the this is the Green Goblin. We forgot like things things have gotten so crazy over the last few years that for some reason we have accepted. All these villains, we've accepted Norman Osborn as the leader of, of all of our superheroes here, but now this is like a reminder that oh yeah, he's the he's the bad guy. The the, the stand quo is about to be normal in a minute, right? So at this point, um, Oat Oat or not Odin, um, the, the the void basically breaks out of of Century. Jeez, and so and. Loki realizes that everything is going to be destroyed. Yeah. Everything. And so he goes to Odin, who is his adopted father, and asks, uh, begs uh, Odin for the use of these mystical Norn stones to give the heroes a power boost to stop the void. Yeah, this was crazy. I, I never heard of the Norn stones before this. Um and I, I haven't really looked at it, got, got that deep into it, but apparently uh, they're not as powerful as the Infinity Stones or whatever, and, and, and it's not clear-cut. Like, you don't always get the same power every time you use the stones, or every person isn't given the same power, but it kind of, like, amplifies specifically to the wearer and, like, basing it on whatever the, the wearer kind of, or the user kind of uh, needs for this circumstance, you know? Um, so it's, like, very fluid, and it's just kind of a uh, yeah, it's just kind of this, just this MacGuffin thing in the story. Cool. Yeah. So, um, and so this does allow all the heroes there to kind of start taking the battle back to the void. Yeah. But and and they make it retreat back into Sentry, who b- begs the heroes at that point to kill him to stop that from ever happening again. Yeah. Stop the void from ever you know hurting anyone again. And um, oh, and and, and yeah. like right before that, um, so um, real quick, just on the for a little like esoterica kind of like so, so Loki's yeah. Loki's the trickster, and the trickster is all around the world and in every different mythology and stuff. And it's not, uh, I know like when we have uh, all the shows and stuff, a lot of times we talk about the trickster or trickster entities as kind of being mischievous and, and negative in a lot of circumstances, but it's not always the case. And like a good example of that is like the coyote in North American, um, like the Native American um, mythologies and stuff. And and when when times are good, the coyote, the trickster, is um, mischievous and, and bad, and it's, and it's trying to buck the status quo, whatever the status quo is. So if the status quo is good, then the trickster is negative. But if the status quo is bad, if you have Norman Osborn and a bunch of villains running the show, and things get too bad, 
Like if a sentry is is getting too powerful and, and the odds for the good guys gets too out of whack, then the trickster then becomes a good guy. And the trickster then starts to be mischievous against the status quo, which is negative, you know? So Loki has this kind of hero turn, or not hero turn, but just kind of a switch back to uh, aligning with the side of the good and gives these Norn stones. So then Void like senses, or yeah, the Void senses this like power shift. And he's like, oh, there's there's only one thing that um, could do could like change this and it's and it's mischief so he kind of sniffs out that loki's involved and he kills loki and that's right I guess it's, yeah it's crazy and, and i guess it's treated i mean we talk about all the time how characters are killed and brought back all the time but i i guess at this point it's treated very seriously and it's like for a while this was the death of loki and when he comes back in the comics it's a different loki it's not it's not this version of loki that, we, that we've had for the last few years it's a kind of a new rebirth new iteration of him um but he kind of has his brotherly moment like as he's about to be killed and like looks at thor and says i'm sorry kind of which uh, as you would imagine uh really upsets thor you know so when Sentry's saying kill me um thor's saying no you're gonna get arrested you're gonna pay for what you did to my brother and de- like death would be too easy for you right now yeah yeah that's a good i i'd seen that i just hadn't gotten to that the yeah. the fact that loki was yeah and that is I think that makes sense in a way because if if Loki hadn't changed, if he hadn't turned, then really there be he would have been destroyed anyway. Yeah, definitely. There would yeah. be no there would be no trickster. There would be no he would his he'd have no purpose anymore. He'd be, he'd be gone. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And there'd never be a chance for him to come back because everything would be done. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a lot to play in that definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so Thor does end up doing what Sentry asks him to do. Yeah. And that's basically how the event, uh, the major part of the event ends. And um, yeah. <laughs> there is one part um, that I, I thought was hilarious in a way because Norman Osborn kind of comes back to consciousness for a minute, a little bit, and he's all like thanking the heroes for like saving everyone. And then <laughs> Spider-Man, Peter Parker, just shows up and just punches him. <laughs> He's like, just shut up. Like, I don't yeah. want to hear it. After all that you've done here, know. you know, you were, he was, because that Green Goblin was mainly um, just a, a, a villain that, that Parker faced. Yeah. And it, did, it was never easy. But this whole thing, this whole thing with Osborne in charge for so long, just made, of all the characters, possibly... Peter Parker's life the worst. Oh yeah, for sure. Out of all this, and and Norman Osborn is a great character. Like he doesn't exist in the MCU um, yet. Like he's there, hope hopefully because of the weird Sony Marvel uh, rights and everything. But he's like a he's kind of Marvel's fusion of like a Lex Luthor meets the Joker. He is like the Lex Luthor's kind of um, where he's like an evil Tony Stark because he has uh, Oscorp and everything. He has kind of the Tony Stark Lex Luthor. Um, power wielding and dealing type type thing, but he also is the Green Goblin and has this, he's he's also this chaotic, crazy type um, villain, similar to Batman has the Joker, um, all fused into one. So he's a really dynamic character. Um, and now this is, this is him kind of stepping into the the main stage of the MC or of the Marvel universe and like touching everything. You know, it's uh, pretty cool. I wish they did it in the in the live action. It'd be fun to watch. It'd be fun to watch. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. He he's he's uh, entertaining at the very least. That character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, from here, it's just a matter of cleaning up um, a yeah. lot of the characters um, that were in the cabal ended up being either captured or escaping. Um, and Rogers is the next one to be um, appointed <laughs> the leader of Shield and of of the whole peacekeeping forces of the u.s and the military and everything and <laughs> and so now he's in charge and i have to say out of all the people he's probably the best one for it overall yeah yeah he's um, a he's, he's a good one. so they were like the president was like we've seen how fury uh runs the show we saw how tony runs the show we saw how norman osborne runs the show and honestly none of that was was very good and probably the norman osborne was probably the worst worst of that but you don't want to be cap right now, um, but the way you can help your country and help the world is to take over uh, field. And yeah, I mean, Cap's like the Cap's the, the one hero that nobody really questions his morality. Like all the heroes, really, uh, he's not the strongest. He's not the most powerful. Like he just has a super soldier serum. But he's like his opinion is the one that every hero respects probably more than anyone. So nobody has a and, and he's usually um, justified. Like he he kind of had the uh, the what ended up in hindsight, what ended up being the better side of civil war, which was like two events before this. So it's coming right there. It's that's kind of how we pitched it to him. Like you, you were right in civil war. Um, you should, you should have been in charge the whole time. Well, we're sorry, but help us please kind of deal. Yeah. Yep. Also just a quick callback to the U S agent because of all this, there are a lot of characters, villains that were working for Osborne that are captured. Yeah. And this actually leads to, um, the U.S. agent being made the warden of this maximum security uh, super villain prison, the raft. He he's placed in charge of all that. That should end well. Yeah, yeah that'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's no yeah. problem there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and, but uh, yeah, it's a really amazing event. Go ahead. I, I think I think every uh, kind of uh, villain, all the ones that were the Dark Avengers, are kind of all accounted for. They're all been either arrested or given these new roles, kind of turned back to the good side. Um, but except for is it is it Dakin or Dakin? I've, I've only read it. I've never heard it out loud. Yeah, I've never heard it out loud. Either. I, I don't think I've heard it out loud either. I don't know. Uh, but he, but it doesn't surprise me that he escapes. Yeah, he escaped. He was doing some other. I forget what it was. Um, but he was doing some other mission in one of the one of the uh, one of the tie-in issues i guess and okay. so he's he he has his own uh ongoing um title at this point like dark wolverine um at this point right. so he, he's a pretty big character right now in the marvel universe he's, he's a cool character he's like a just like a young young um wolverine who if wolverine didn't want to like wolverine kind of do, doesn't like the attention he doesn't want he, he doesn't call himself a hero he doesn't want to like be in the meat spotlight where uh dickens kind of like a celebrity almost um yeah. at some there's some points which is kind of fun uh but yeah it's just wild wild story um fun james really cool stuff yeah no it definitely was fun to, to i mean it was an amazing story to read and then cover this one as well so yeah <laughs> it um it just it's the turning of the whole the whole situation from from Osborne being in control, and you think everything's gonna basically be okay, but yeah. of course it's comic book, so it never lasts for too long. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. And I guess right now in the in the comics, they it's it's called like the new birth of the new heroic age or something like that. So it's a it's a monumental time for the actual 
continuity of the comics, and which uh, then but then leads us into the next event, which gonna be. Uh, do you want to spoil it for everybody, or do you want to keep it a secret for now, or have we spoil every- it? And you know, it's funny. I forgot to mention this. You, you'll probably notice that there's one group of characters that I didn't. We didn't really mention at all, and that is the actual the X Men. Oh yeah, yeah. And part of that is because they're still down to minimal numbers. Yeah, because yeah, of the like, events like, of House of M. Yeah. Yeah, like like less than hundred, right? Yeah, exactly. Jeez, so I mean, there are a few of them that that have participated in events, but they're not they're not a major force in a lot of the events for a while until things leading up to um, Avengers versus X Men, oh, which gonna be, is gonna be, big. gonna be epic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped, I'm pumped. Yeah. yeah. But stay so. tuned for that, everybody. That'll be a, that'll be a fun one. It's kind of the culmination of like everything we've talked about so far. All the all the different events kind of lead to this one giant massive the two biggest like forces the like the the yeah i don't know the two biggest uh power dynamics you know the whole universe the, the mutant the mutant first the enhanced um very cool and the the social the the dismissed the the hated and feared versus the the heroes yes uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly and um yeah, and I just want to tell everybody, if if you have read comics, you may be thinking that this is going to follow the usual um, storyline where it's team versus team until they realize there's this one villain that's manipulating all of them, and then they face that villain. No, yeah. that's not how this goes. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> yeah, so. And there's just... It, it builds on all so many of the relationships between the characters. It's It's just such a good good event. It's so, using the making for sure. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you, James. That was a that was a blast. I'll uh, mute up and let you uh, say goodbye. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And, uh, that was really fun, James. Thank you. No problem. Thank you as well. Yeah, and that was fun. Um, yeah, I'm 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 biased on this Avengers versus X Men event because I uh, it's my favorite one out of all the ones I've read. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And that'll be, that will we'll announce that when that. Uh, once we have that scheduled, so, um, but yeah, so tomorrow night will be more paranormal news, and that will close out the week. Um, thank you all for listening, and thanks again to Derek for joining me and helping me out with this. And I will talk to you all tomorrow night on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone.